Welcome to I Used to Be a Therapist. We are continuing our conversation this week about gratitude. If you haven't had a chance to go listen to Dr. Menage's episode on gratitude, you need to go do that. It was amazing. There's also a short episode on the essential oil blend gratitude. So make sure you listen to that as well. It was really fun to do. Today, I'm sharing the conversation I had with Carrie Hamilton. Carrie and I actually share some people and places in common. We both got our master's degrees from George Fox University, and we know many of the same people, and it was really fun to make that connection. I had not actually met Carrie before this interview, but I was so excited to get to know her. It was fun. Carrie Hamilton is a licensed counselor and certified play therapist. She has lots and lots of letters behind her name. Carrie lives in Washington with her family, and she runs a counseling practice there. She is passionate about improving the lives of children and families in her community. Carrie is the director of Antioch University Center for Play Therapy. There, she enjoys sharing her knowledge and compassion for those joining the world of play therapy. One thing I love and was so excited about is that Carrie is a certified Daring Way facilitator of Brene Brown's research. She has presented on the power of play, sensory neurodiversity, and compassionate connections between humans in national and international venues. Carrie educates parents, graduate students, and professionals on a playful approach to life using the principles of play and the body-brain connection. She is a mother, a wife, educator, and a great clinician. I was so grateful I got to share this time with her. Let's listen in. My name is Dr. Wendy Bruton, and I used to be a therapist. Welcome to my podcast. Leaving my career as a therapist, business owner, and counselor educator was a big risk. But now, as an author, coach, entrepreneur, and podcast host, I am fulfilling my passion to help people move forward toward an essentially better life. Each episode is filled with stories, information, and ideas that I know will be valuable to your life and to the lives you touch. So if you need a therapist or just someone who used to be a therapist, I know that this is a place that you will feel valued, valuable, and learn to move forward from what you used to be. I'm so glad you're here. Carrie, thank you so much for being here with me and having this conversation with me. I'm so excited to have it. And and we just found out we have we have mutual awesome. connections, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for having me. We definitely have lots of connections we didn't know we had, which is fantastic. We didn't. It's kind of fun. We're both <laughs> GFU grads and and fans of Daniel Sweeney, Doctor Daniel <laughs> Sweeney. Daniel, yeah. Yes. So I'm excited to uh, hear more from you. And we're going to be talking about gratitude today. That's the theme of the week. So I'm important theme right now. Isn't that important? It, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, it's so important. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about that. But before we get into that, I would love for you to tell us about yourself, a little bit about yourself anyway, and tell us about your family, where you live, things you like to do, all that stuff. All the fun stuff about me. All the fun stuff. <laughs> well, I live in Olympia, Washington. Um, I'm a wife and a mother too. One with significant 
uh, special needs who's led me on my path of what I'm on right now. So that's been a fascinating journey for me. I run a group practice here called Olympia Therapy, and our passionate things is staying curious about things and traveling, which has been really hard during COVID to not be able to travel, Mm -hmm. but we really like to take our kids all different kinds of places. My daughter is 10, and she has been to Beijing, China, and Paris, France so far on spontaneous, wonderful trips. And my son is dying to be able to go on such fun trips because we believe that travel, we experience new things and we have different worldviews and we get to experience different cultures. And I believe strongly in children needing to know as much about the world as possible. So really strive to do that. And my husband is a a high school history teacher. And so uh, he loves to travel too. And we love to just be curious about things. And so when our kids want to know something, we go and find out things. My, um, my daughter's favorite thing, if we go to a new city or a new town, it doesn't matter where we are. We can be in rural town. If she sees the sign museum anywhere, she desperately like, we have to go to that museum, no matter what the museum is about. She wants to go learn about it. And so I'm, that's that curiosity quotient that we've tried to instill in our kids and oh, part of our lives. That's fun. It You know, travel sure does make your uh, understanding of the world bigger, right? <laughs> And yes. it just, it grows that, it grows the curiosity because it helps you know all the things that are out there and all the possibilities. And I love that too. We did that a lot with our kids. We traveled all over. And my son actually, um, this is like a big bragging point, but by the time he was, when he was 21, he had been on every continent in the world. That's my daughter's goal. She's so like bummed we can't travel right now because she wants to do that exact goal. Yeah. Even in, and he lived in Antarctica two different times. So yeah, he's just, he has been all over and loves to travel and, and my, our whole family really has done that as well. And so that's a, that's fun. That's a, I think it's so important to let kids. I think, it, is too. I think it allows them to be willing to question things and to try new things when they wouldn't normally right? do so. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That is so great. Okay. I have been asking everyone this season, all of the the guests this season, why they became therapists. So I would love to hear your story of what drew you to becoming a counselor. Um, yeah. And kind of just hear your why. Hear my why. Um, I think it's well, I know it started, I say, I think, but I know it started when, um, when I was in school, getting my bachelor's at Willamette university, um, I did a study abroad for a year in Ecuador Mm. and it was there that we had to do service projects while we were there. And I got assigned to an orphanage where we were working with children. Um, yeah, I spoke some Spanish, but not nearly as fluent as I could be. They taught me a lot, but it was working with the children and playing with the children and seeing, their hope and their joy and their grace about life that really was like phenomenal in my sense. Like they just had such this abundance in them. And um, I actually came back and changed my degree from a pre-med degree to a psych degree. And uh, my parents weren't too thrilled, but it started my passion, right? Like that was, I like, this is what I want to do. It lit the passion in me. Um, and so I just continued on my way and I went to George Fox where the play Northwest Center for play therapy is and Daniel Sweeney. And, um, that has just launched my career forward. And I just feel like working with children, um, 
can be so healing and preventative and there's so much resilience in them mm-hmm. that they have like, give me so much hope when I'm working with them, no matter some of the atrocities that they've had to live through their resiliency and their hope and their vibrance is something that is a gift that they can give everyone. And if I can instill that and bottle that up for them and allow them to flourish and bloom further in life, then that became my passion and my goal to be mm. able to do that. For them. I like that. I like hearing that story. Do you feel like, like you have uh, fulfilled that why or that you are fulfilling it as you're in your, in the middle of your practice? Yeah, I think, I think, yes, I can firmly say yes, I have in part because in the last couple of years, the last four or five years, um, I started my own play therapy center and I'm my own, um, I'm a, I'm a director of play therapy at Antioch University in Seattle and started my own play therapy center so I could grow and foster other like minds to be playing out in the world and healing kids through play therapy, um, as well as launching my own parenting program that allows for parents to have access to the resources to professionals who understand the power of play and child development and encourage them to develop the whole child, not just their physical health, but their mental health, emotional health as well. And so my parenting program, I think is my last kind of like, okay, when I put that down and I finish that and that's been successful, I'll feel like I've got my whole envelope of, yes, I have achieved my my goal of making sure I've done all that I could do to help the children and the families in the world to be healthy and happy adults growing up. Yeah. I love that. It sounds like your, your why kind of grew. Yes. (laughs) So I would imagine that it's going to keep doing that. Possible. (laughs) And when you get to the end of, when you, when you get to have your uh, your parenting class out there and it's really, really successful. There's going to be another thing that you... I would imagine that's true because things just naturally kind of fall in line. And if yes. you allow that serendipitousness to kind of, to come to fruition, mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably true. And I'm curious to see what that would be. Cause in my mind, I've done all these different things and like, what would be that next step? What would be that next? Wouldn't it be fun to see? It'll be very fun to see. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. I, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to move on and just talk about yes. gratitude because yes. that is something we all need right now in life, mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. in our lives. Well, always, right? And gratitude is such a big deal. And it's it's actually being studied so much more, right? Yes. Significantly more. Significantly yes. more. So much yes. more. So but as we get into this, just like talking about gratitude, I'd love for you to give a definition of what you think gratitude is so that we can kind of start from that. Okay. Um, my, my view has really come from, I'm informed from Dr. Brené Brown's work. Mm-hmm. I'm also a certified daring way facilitator of her work. I went and got trained by her and all of that. So if some of this sounds familiar, it's really a part of her work that she's done and my furthering her work in that way. Um, and I would define when I got assigned gratitude, I was like, yes, okay my sense of what gratitude is, is knowing and recognizing connections. It's recognizing who are you connected to? How are you connected to them? What are you growing from in those connections? What are you gaining from those connections? And then acknowledging that and honoring that and having respect for those connections that are growing. And to me, that's gratitude to know that I'm in connection with you and I can care about you. And it's this actionable step that I can take in acknowledging the value you have given to my life and give thanks Mm. for that. I like that. That is a really good definition to include 
connection in that. I think I saw some um, research just the other day. I was writing a little article for a group that I facilitate mm-hmm. and on gratitude. And this research that I saw, it actually said that that's the thing that makes us different or makes our brains different than any other animal is that we can have, basically we can have gratitude and that it has, it has to do with connection. Like it always has to do with connecting to something or someone. It doesn't have to be someone, but we can have a connection with something that, and no other animal has that in their brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Like the neuroscience tells us that, that connection is something that's like a uniquely human thing. Like animals have connection and they have loyalty and they have all those things, but it's the ability to recognize the connection and to yes. value the connection and to build upon those connections. That's uniquely human. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell us why is it important? I mean, I would love to hear some more of that neuroscience stuff because I get a little geeky about it, but mm-hmm. um I would love to hear why it's important for our mental health Mm -hmm. to work on cultivating gratitude in our life. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is one of those things that we take it for granted because we say, oh, we can say thank you or we can give thanks often. And the challenge is, is that to have moments of joy and to really live in those moments of joy and happiness, which light up our brain and flows the oxytocin and the dopamine through, right? In order to have those moments, those come from moments of having gratitude for the connections, to being in connection with someone and to being present in the moment. So gratitude is that connection to the moment as well. I am grateful for being here in this moment, witnessing my children, playing on the ground, fighting at moments and giggling in other moments and being in that joy and to allow that happiness to be present and to give, to have gratitude for being present to witness that and to not be thinking about the more, to not be thinking about what I should be doing or allowing the concepts of, um, Dr. Brown would talk about scarcity of, Mm -hmm. I don't have enough or I'm not doing it right or I don't have um, the right things. And it's not about any of those things. What it's about for our mental health is recognizing that in the moment, if we can have gratitude and acceptance of where we're at in the moment and what that looks like, then we're able to experience true joy. And I think for all of our mental health, (laughs) we all need more moments of joy and for our brains to be more flooded with those, the joy juice of oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin that allow us to feel love and connection. And I think we get so caught up in our world today, even more so right now Mm -hmm. that we're worrying always about what's next or worried about what just happened instead of just being present in this moment. I mean, being a mom and coming home, I could worry about cleaning the house and getting dinner on. Instead, I try to really practice gratitude of getting down and actually hugging my kids and asking them what's going on for them and what was happening for them today and taking that five minutes to be present with my kids. And not worry about the other things because it's that moment of connection and joy that I really need and what I believe they need Mm -hmm. for their connection so that their memory of mom is coming home and being present with them and not necessarily about dinner and all the rest of stuff. Because they know that stuff's going to come anyways. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to clothe them. I'm going to bathe them. We're going to do the routine, right? But it's those moments of they got to have connection and joy with me. We got to smile together. We got to cry together if they had a hard day. And in those moments, our connectedness is where our gratitude lies, that they get to experience that Mm -hmm. with me. And then they get to give it to me. They give me that gift every day, all the time. Yeah. And it, 
it's very intentional. Like I love <laughs> what you're talking about, but just noticing, right? It's intentionally noticing those little moments of beauty. It's and, a little, yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the twinkle light moments, right? It's the moments that in the moment we could be worried about making the phone call or opening the mail or doing whatever. And instead hearing your kid giggle and looking around the corner and, and engaging in with them or to even with your spouse or your partner, you're hearing them laugh about something to actually sit with them and connect with them in that moment about what it is that they're laughing about and then going about the day. So intentionally is a huge part of gratitude because it takes that intention to recognize those moments. Otherwise you don't have those joyful moments of gratitude. That's so true. And, and I was thinking too, as you were talking that, uh, that our memories, right. They can be in the moment as well. Yes. I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's a thing, but, but our memories, like having gratitude for what we're thinking about right now or remembering right now. Like I can remember um, when my mom was cooking this roast, I was thinking about that today. And, you know, my mom um, has dementia and so she's in a nursing home. And, and when I see her, she is, you know, it, it is challenging for her to maintain conversation and all of that. But I was remembering today with so much gratitude, being able to be in the kitchen with my mom and and cooking this roast. I was cooking one today. And so cooking right. a roast with her, right? Mm -hmm. That I am so thankful that I got those times with her and that she was present with me then. And, and I took this moment in that moment, right, to be grateful mm -hmm. for that rather than say, yeah, but now it doesn't. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And the cool little neuroscience quirkiness of that all is your brain doesn't know the difference between whether you're experiencing it now or whether you're in the memory moment. So uh -huh. when you experience that memory moment, you get flooded with all that same neuro joy juice, right. That makes us feel warm and fuzzy when we have that memory or when you're having that memory of your mom that you did when you experienced it that first time, it brings all of that back in, which is why those memories are so valuable and important. Like I was discussing with my kid and like you bring that up, right? How are they going to think of that potentially someday if I'm in that same position, what they're going to remember and they're going to have the opportunity to be flooded with that joy juice as many times as they think about it. I love that. I think that's, it's so good to know that we're created like that, right? That our brains are made to do that. How magical are our beings that we're like, we're made to connect not only now in the moment, but also to foster those connections in the future. Yeah, I love yeah. that. But, you know, it, it's challenging sometimes. It's a it's a mindset challenge. Definitely intentional. Yeah. Like if you're not thinking about it and you're not doing it, then you're going to really struggle with that intention. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does take some intentionality to say. <laughs> I'm going to do this. This is what I choose to think about. This is where I choose to turn my mind toward. And yes. I, you know, choose to, to keep my mind here with my kids in the moment, you know, whatever, or yeah. my partner in the moment, whatever that is, it, I choose to keep it here rather than all the things that happened before in the day or all the things that I still have to do before I go to sleep, but I'm going to be right here and be thankful for what I'm experiencing right here. It's so, it, it can be challenging. It is. I think one of the things when I talk to my clients, I'm like, you have to believe in it. Just like you would believe in other things. You have to believe in the value of 
experiencing the in the moment and being mindful and then having gratitude for being able to be in that moment and to have those memories being developed and, mm-hmm. and placed. And if you can believe in it, you're much more willing to fall into those growth mindset habits that are the, the focal point of being able to be successful with the intention of being, uh, having gratitude more consistently. What do you find in people who, um, who don't have a practice of gratitude? I think it's really easy for them to fall. In my experience, it's really easy for them to fall into the to the negative narratives and stories that they tell themselves to to really only focus on the things that went wrong or the things that went um, not the way they intended or expected or wanted. You know, I love the movie um, Inside Out by Pixar because it really talks to and kids get this more than adults, which is really funny. Kids are like, "Oh yeah, for memories, you have to have both." a positive and negative per se, right? Or it's a dual experience. It's not a singular experience. And the adults, when I have um, adults watch that as their homework, they come back and they're like, I don't get it. And I said, well, what color are the balls at the beginning? And what are the balls at the end? And they're like, well, at the end they're mixed. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And they, they say, oh, I guess you have to have both. And I said, yeah, life is about both. And it's about having the the experience that's both what we want to remember and the experience of what really happened, which may be positive or negative, but it's the both and of those experiences and that the sense of being present and believing in that, that you had to have that and that being the source of where your gratitude is for having that experience because your experience is built on each other for you to have your life that you have. That's great. I love that movie too. (laughs) That was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, they get it right away. They completely understand. They do understand it. And it because it makes sense to them. I mean, it it does make sense if we think about it. We just get in our way, you know, sometimes. Totally. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk a little bit about things that you found helpful. I mean, you talked some about some things that are helpful, you know, and tangible for yourself. But what how do you talk to your clients and some things that are maybe tangible and that we can walk away with um, that would help cultivate gratitude. So I would, before you start, I would (laughs) like to say that, you know, we, you can talk about gratitude, but it is hard. Like life is hard sometimes. And, and I would wonder, you know, people who, who don't have a practice of gratitude and you, you were talking about people who don't have a practice of gratitude and how they, you know, are often real negative thinking and they have, they focus on the things that are, that are hard and, and going, sometimes going wrong in their life. But I wonder what comes first, right? Yeah. And, and I was thinking about that when you were saying that, but Mm -hmm. I, I also kind of was thinking maybe it doesn't matter. Mm hmm right? It doesn't matter what comes first, that one will bring the other always. The gratitude will bring more positive thinking and more focus on the positive and less gratitude will always bring less focus on positive. So I guess what I'm saying all um, as I'm rambling here is that it's just hard. Yeah. I think gratitude is one of the hardest things for us as humans to kind of fully embrace because it means that we do have to recognize the both and the negative and the positive. We have to recognize that it can't be all one way that you have to have acceptance for the, 
the and of both emotions or multiple emotions that can be present. And that doesn't always feel comfortable. And if you're if you're experiencing struggle and wanting to accept emotions in general, it's really hard to accept both together and that both have value. Mm-hmm. We tend to think as negative as emotions as this, all the positive ones are good and all the negative ones are, but you can't have life if you don't have dark mm-hmm. and lights, right? We have to have both and in order for life to be functional because we would not think that the positive emotions were positive if we didn't have the negative ones to counter it and to show us how else life can be. Mm-hmm. And so one of the you asked me about a tangible and my daughter's kindergarten teacher um, always asked them every day, what's your rose and your thorn? And I developed, I built on that after hearing that I'm like, oh, that's magical. That's perfect. Because to have a rose, you have to have a rose and a thorn that's going to be attached to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I started to do is started to talk to individuals about, okay, well, tell me a, tell me a rose and a thorn. Tell me about a, a bloom or a positive and something that was you enjoyed and that you experienced and it was sensational and it was wonderful. And at the same time, what was also the thorn that was present in those moments and what was happening? And people really struggle with, well, I only want one or they can only think of one. But if you think of a rose as that metaphor, it has to have both, right? And even if you take the thorn off, there's still a marker point that it was there. You don't get to deny that it wasn't there. And Mm so really practicing gratitude from that place of what's my rose on my thorn of this moment? What's my rose on my thorn of this experience? And if you can recognize the and or the both of those experiences, then you're going to give validity to that moment. And that acknowledgement is your gratitude. Mm-hmm. So to be able to give a rose, right, is to say, I have a rose and a thorn that are present for you. And ultimately, if you think bigger than that metaphor, a rose bush, you have to prune back severely every year and really cut it down. And then it grows twofold. And that's what our rose and thorn moments are throughout seasons is this recognition of acknowledgement of um, living in the moment and letting the bloom fully open. And at the same time, recognizing that you're going to have some pricks from those thorns every once in a while, and you get to prune it back and you get to grow again and you get to keep blossoming every year with those experiences that happen. And so really thinking about moments of a rose and a thorn really helped me to conceptualize how to be gratitude, how to have gratitude in those moments, because it's the both and all together. And it's the recognition of both the light and the dark of all emotions. I like that. I like that picture. Thanks. That's a great picture. <laughs> it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. We want to focus on one or the other, but. Gotta have both. Gotta have both. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when you can accept to both, it's so much easier to have that gratitude mindset because you're able to accept the whole rose because mm-hmm. we all want to have the rose. And so it makes it so much easier for us to be able to have gratitude and to recognize it. That's great. Those are good words. Good (laughs) words. We're going to have to move on a little bit, but before we do, I want to hear anything else that you want to tell us or that you didn't get to say that you wanted to say about gratitude. I think recognizing that for gratitude, it's worth it. It's worth it. I think a lot of people don't always know that there's a reason why we have Thanksgiving. There's a reason why we have thankfulness. And for a whole month of a year, generally 10 people tend to practice it. I think there's a reason why we innately feel the need to give thanks is because we're all connected. And it's those connections that are built and grow that gives us 
who we are as human beings, our networks, whether it's our family or our family of choice and our friend networks, but it's that gratitude of recognizing that keeps us connected. And it's our connections is where our strength lie as a human. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. It was great to hear, especially this week. We're going to need to hear that. We sure are. We're going to need lots of roses. We're going to need a lot of roses. <laughs> and there'll be thorns along the way and thorns we can and, roses. and we, we can keep going. We should listen to thorns and roses like some, I don't know, some all all week. It'll be on the radio. Okay. Well, I know that after this, people are going to want to get a hold of you and hear all about the things that you have going on. Can you tell us a little bit about, I know you mentioned just quickly about your parenting group. I would love to hear more about that and what that looks like, what you do, where, where people can find you, all of that stuff. Yeah. So you can find me at playfulwisdom.net is my website or at playfulwisdom on my social media pages. And Playful Wisdom is my parenting program that really facilitates understanding the neuroscience and the growth and development of humans and how to use play and the concepts of play therapy, where we get to teach you all the nuances of how to play with your kids and form development and attachment and resiliency for our kids growing up so they can have whole well beings, both social, emotional, and physical health as well, and as well as healthy family systems. Mm -hmm. And it's an online platform where you'll be able to do... um, uh, watch videos on your own time because being a parent's really busy. And so there are short little videos that help with um, providing education as well as tips on how to parent based off that information that I provide. And then you'll also gain access to me once a week in a live phone call where you can ask questions based on that content that they developed. We talked about that week on those videos. So you'll gain access to me as well as having access to the handouts and the videos so that you can parent the way you want to parent in the time that you have to parent. And I can support you along the way. That sounds amazing. Um, Who all can do that? Anyone can do that. Um, It's completely just a parenting program online. It's not associated with my counseling degree, which is Olympia therapy is my other group practice. Um, where I provide counseling, but Playful Wisdom is totally my parent coaching program. So anyone around the world can take it. I currently am actually teaching it in China right now. Um, and they're, they love it. And I hopefully will get to continue to do that. So I'd love to make the U.S. platform be just as successful as that one. Wonderful. I will put all of the links to those things in the show notes. So all you mamas and dads out there, go check that out. What a great resource. That's, that's amazing. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask everybody on my podcast. Yes. Yes. Here we go. The first question is an event that changed you. This is easy because I already talked about it. It's going to Ecuador. It changed my complete career path and trajectory. Oh, that sounds good. I was wondering if that was going to be it when you said that. Mm-hmm. That is a huge event. A yeah, huge event. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the second one is a person who changed you person who changed me is my son, Brady, which if you take Playful Wisdom or you connect into Olympia Therapy's social media pages, um, my son has a couple of different medical conditions that really challenged me on what my parenting was and what I knew about things. And at the same time that this little being has struggled with so much in his life, with sleep, sleep and other struggles, um, he is the happiest, most empathetic, most gracious child anyone has ever met. And to see that 
the black, the dark and the light in one being. I mean, he's completely changed our lives in so many different ways. And for the most part in rosebud form. I love that. Kiddos can do that to you always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. so cool to see that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last, last question. A book that changed you. A book that changed me. This one took was hard because I've got a couple. Um, But I think the one that probably solidified things in my brain the most was by Dr. Bruce Perry, a boy raised as a dog, which he's a predominant um, trauma therapist and um, based on all the neuroscience and he introduced me to, and he introduced me to neuroscience, but also his strong belief is that humans are resilient and it's the power of connection that makes us human and that heals all hurts is the power of human connection. And I feel very strongly about that. So I chose his book. That is an amazing book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will put the link to that in the show notes for sure. And um, people should check that out. It's, it's quite an interesting book. Mm -hmm. Read it a long time ago. So yeah, something. There's a new edition that just came out in January. Really? Okay. There you go. Okay. People read that one. Yes. Okay. Well, oh my goodness. Time went fast and I am so thankful we got to have a conversation today. Thank, thank you. you for, thank you for having me. Here. Thanks for being here. It was fun to connect with you today. Yeah. I am grateful for that. So we <laughs> will grateful for being able to attend. Thank you. We will stay in touch now that we know that we have people that are all connected. So and thanks again. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get all the episodes and you can help support our podcast by clicking the support button in the show notes or going to our website, essentiallybetterlife.com. Follow me on social at Essentially Better Life and check out my website for all kinds of information on business and personal coaching, my book, and even some great stuff on essential oils. Thanks for listening. Blessings and be well, my friends.